Hello, you're welcome to another week on Prophetic Voice. My name is Shade Akimbiye. You are listening to episode 8 of Living the Supernatural Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Uh, today, I believe that um, you are going to be blessed as the word of God is coming. I believe that the Lord is going to bring a transformation in your situation. You know, every time we hear the word of God, when we are open to it and we embrace it, there is a change. We're never the same. Just stop and think about that for a second. That every time we receive the word of God, we take it personally. It comes with a change. There is a change. We are never the same. And I believe as the word of God is coming today, as you open your heart and you engage with the Lord, God is going to touch you in a very special way. I always say that and I believe it because that's what God does. That's what he wants to do. Today, I believe this is an appointment for you and God. And I just want to encourage you as I'm sharing the word that you let your heart be open and allow God to touch you. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you directly concerning your situation you will never be the same in jesus name amen yes today i'm going to continue on the teaching i've been doing on second kings chapter six um in that situation we have been looking at the storyline in the situation in the city of samaria the desperate famine that occurred there and uh, i have particularly used the storyline in this bible passage to I loved the fact that uh, our circumstances, the things that we go through, our situation that we go through, that most of the time they can be desperate and that no matter how impossible they might look in the natural, that really it is not what is most important, but that what is most important is how we engage the spiritual dimension, how we, you know, go behind the scene and allow God in the spiritual realm to to use us and we engage with with the Holy Spirit and allow God to intervene so that we can effect the change we need to see to bring about the turnaround that God wants for us in that situation because God is the God of the turnaround and uh, I have used people in the story to use them as examples for us you know like characters that we can uh, learn from so that we can also position ourselves you know for god to work in our lives we can grow spiritually we can learn we can uh, adopt these things and allow the holy spirit to you know change us and so that we too can be can be can transform can see the transforming hand of god in our circumstances and see the turnaround and so today i'm going to uh, continue and i will focus on another aspect so if you would please do come with me to second uh, kings chapter 7 i'm going to read from second kings chapter 7 now from verse 1 to 10 but elisha said hear the word of the lord thus says the lord tomorrow about this time a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seers of belly for a shekel at the gate of samaria then the captain on whose hand the king leaned said to the man of God, If the Lord himself should make windows in heaven, could this thing be? But he said, You shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat 
of it. Now there were four men who were leopards at the entrance to the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, Let us enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we say here, sorry, and if we sit here, we will die also. So now come, let us go over to the camp of the Syrians. If they spare our lives, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall but die. So they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. But when they came to the edge of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians hear the sound of chariots and of horses, the sound of a great army, so that they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to come against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses and their donkeys, leaving the camp as it was and fled for their lives. And when these leopards came to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent and ate and drank, and they carried off sliver and gold and clothing and went and eat them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried off things from it and went and eat them. Then they said to one another, We are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until the morning night, punishment will overtake us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they came and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no one to be seen or heard there, nothing but the horses tied and the donkeys tied and the tents as they were. So they went and to tell the king about um, the situation that um, the Syrians had fled. So I'm not going to read um, the next verses. I'm just going to quickly read two verses now, 16 and 17, because of time. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Syrians. So a seer of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two seers of belly for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the captain on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. And the people trampled him in the gate so that he died, as the man of God had said, when the king came down to him. So it actually happened as the man of God prophesied that said there was going to be such a turnaround in the city of Samaria. And it did happen as Elisha declared and prophesied. And the, as the, the man said that it was not possible as he, he limited God, he said it was not possible. And as the prophet told him that he would see it and he would not hit of it, it did happen like that. You know, I just want to say something to start. I want to say this word that you must always govern yourself against this. This fact that whenever God gives you a word of prophecy, when you get a prophetic message, maybe in the church or in a fellowship setting, and a word of prophecy comes, 
that you have to understand that it is important that you must purposely govern it. You must purposely steward it. You must seriously take personal ownership and responsibility to intentionally desire to be determined that you will see it come to pass. And why is this? Because it will be challenged. The devil will challenge that word at all costs and he will seek to see to it that it is derailed, that it does not come to pass. You will be challenged. That word of prophecy given to you will be challenged. And this is what we're seeing here. We're learning from this example that immediately that Elisha pronounced the word, this man came to challenge it, that word. And this is what the enemy will do. You know, you will try to use circumstances. Look for circumstances in your life to stop that word, to stop you from. It's actually to stop you from pressing forward. And if you cannot find that, you know, if you 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 are not you are you are up against the enemy in that sense that you are you are strong spiritually and is not able to use circumstances against you. It will strategically position people around you with the intention to cause you to change your word. You will put these people around you so that you can change your word. You will use them to choke the word to death. That word of prophecy wants to choke you to death. You will choke the word to death so that you begin to speak death. You see, because without the word, you don't have a miracle. Without the word of God, you don't have a miracle. The word of God is a spiritual word, is a spiritual promise. It's not something that is that can become that can be brought into the into sin by the natural means. You know, we, we use the word miracle flippantly. You know, we are very loose and very casual. We say, Oh, this is a miracle, that's a miracle. But by definition, miracle, the dictionary definition of a miracle says a miracle is an extraordinary a welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to a divine agency hear that it's not something that is natural it's not something that you can bring to manifestation with by natural forces that we see it's not something you can bring to manifestation by the man's ability, by man's power. It cannot produce a miracle. A miracle is brought about by divine intervention. The promises of God, the prophecies, you know, that comes when, when the word of prophecy is given, they have to be, they have to be, brought, be brought into manifestation by supernatural agency. The angelic hosts assigned by God to carry out those words will bring those words to pass. The Bible tells us in that the, the angels they akin to the voice of God's word. Psalm 103, verse 19 says, The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his sovereignty rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels mighty in strength who perform his word obeying the voice of his word 
Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you who serve him doing his will. That is Psalm 103, uh, verses 19 to 21. Look at that, what's that, what it says here. Obeying the voice of his word. The mighty host obeying the voice of his word. It's the angelic realm, the angelic host that will bring the word of God to pass. They bring it into the natural where we can see it. So and when so when we begin to speak unproductive words, carnal words, words of unbelief, they actually produce death. They don't they don't bring life. They they do not aid the uh, angelic host to bring it to manifestation, the blessing, the promises of God, the word of prophecy. They can't bring it into manifestation when we begin to speak death, words that are not productive. If you look at uh, the Bible tells us in Psalm 34 verse 13 that we need to keep our tongue. It says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Psalm 30, 34 verse 13 says that I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth as with a muzzle while the wicked are in my presence. Apostle Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 10 that whosoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking the seeds. You see, God expects us to bring our words under discipline. Our tongue must come under discipline. The Holy Spirit is the one that brings life to our words. Is the Holy Spirit produces the life of God in our word. So we need to discipline our tongue. The word that we speak so that it's life. Jesus says the word that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And it's the Holy Spirit that breathes the breath of God life of God into our words and then the words that we speak comes to life the Holy Spirit brings those promise of God to life to into into manifestation when we are speaking in agreement with God our words are very important I mean personally for me God has dealt with me so much about the words that I speak because I remember I used to just speak like I wasn't very, very mindful of my tongue in the sense that when I was, when, when I was hungry, I would just speak. I would just, you know, I would speak with anger. I would curse. I would just speak as I felt. And I remember when I became a, a, a believer, when I came to the Lord, I, you know, I still, I was, I would still do that. Sometimes I would try as much as possible because I was hearing words, you know, that um, our words are very powerful and that we have to be very careful with your words. So I was hearing that word when I came to the church, but still I wasn't that much into really making the decision to change. I was just carrying on with myself, you know, just kind of very um, carefree about it. And uh, until actually a time that the Lord spoke to me, Precisely. And the Lord warned me and he told me, he said, you are going to open the door for the enemy in your life. If you continue to speak like that, because you cannot be producing, you cannot be um, the same vessel cannot bring bitter water and also bring life. 
you can't you can't bring you can't be the two and it was the lord said to me that what is going to happen is that in your word will not have authority in the spirit because when you continue to speak like that you will not have power in the spirit when you speak your word will not have effect because you are partnering with darkness so when you speak you don't have authority over darkness because you already form partnership with darkness with the words that you're speaking and I, when i heard that you know that really got my attention i really knew that yes now i uh, the lord is really dealing with me i really need to bring myself uh, to accountability and i remember i i started to just pray about it and um, uh, to to read the word of god to take verses what i did was i actually took verses you know that i know that apply to my situation um as verses on like having self-control you know galatians you know fruit of the spirit i took some verses in proverbs you know in the psalms and i was and i would just uh, write those words i i would take i took took time i would just write you know so that as i was writing i was meditating and i would take those verses and i would pray them and i would meditate upon them you know over and over and the, it it wasn't something that happened it wasn't like instant. It took a period of time, but I just persisted with it because God had already warned me. So I, I, I followed through, uh, you know, asking God to help me. And over a period of time, and then I noticed after some times that I wasn't getting so um, so angry and I, I wasn't losing control of myself so much. And in fact, if... Like I, I noticed that when people will say something to me that will make me angry, like we have before, we have been so angry and I will just want to cuss them out or, you know, say words that will hurt. I will find that like it was like there was a peace that came over me. It was like their words were just not penetrating me. They, would, they were just bouncing back. And I would just have this calm, you know, calmness about me. And sometimes even when I felt the hurt, I would take that word and I would go to the Lord in prayer and say, this thing really hurt me. And, you know, and as I prayed about it, the Lord would give me direction. He would give me like words, how to pray and what to do in that situation, how to relate to people like that. And as I did this, I, I felt freedom. I felt liberty and I was beginning to enjoy, you know, my freedom. And that really helped me a lot and it changed me. I'm not saying that I'm perfect now, but I, I'm not where I used to be. <laughs> I don't cause and, and, and those kind of things anymore. But God really just transformed me. And this is just the power of our words. Our words is very important in the spirit because the words that we speak will either aid, you know, us, aid the, uh, the angelicals to bring into manifestation uh, the plan of God or we will be aiding the enemy. When you look at uh, the situation with the children of Israel, you can see that those they actually they brought to a halt the blessing of God in their lives. The children of Israel in Numbers 13, if you read it, that they actually forfeited the promise of God because of the sin of their tongue. They started to speak words of doubt and unbelief when they, they spy went to spy the land. They started to murmur against Moses. And Aaron, they, when they had the report from the, from the land, they were saying, oh, the land is filled with giants. The walls are too fortified. They, our children are going to become bread. 
you know and when they were saying this was the hearts of the people melted with fear the negative words was just like cancer spreading across the camp about of about two million people became so terrified that they, they were crying they were so petrified because of the word that they brought that word became became death in the camp you know like the people were saying things like oh we are not able to go up against these people they are too strong for us and all the people numbers 14 verse 2 says that and all the people of israel grumbled against moses and aaron the whole congregation said to them would that we had died in the land of egypt or would that we had died in this wilderness you see the words brought death in the camp they limited god through their words with their words, they held back God's hand from bringing to pass his supernatural blessing that he desired for them. They held God's hand back from helping them, from bringing them forward. And none of them that spoke death entered into that promised land. And we see the same thing that we just read in this, this man, in this uh, passage, when Elisha brought the word and he said it was not possible. Even if God should open the windows of heaven, it was not possible. The same thing happened to him. He saw it, but he didn't eat of it. He cursed himself with his word, with limiting God with his tongue. He put himself under that curse and could not enjoy the blessings of God. Praise God. In closing today, I want to um, encourage us about our words. How we are using our words i want to encourage us don't limit god with your words don't allow your words to limit god god is god we serve a miracle working god god is more than able to do what he has promised to do you know we have been learned from the example of this um, king's servant today how he limited god with his words limited God that God could not bring a change God could not intervene and not only did he limited himself he also brought a curse upon himself he brought death to himself and so I want to encourage us today as we have spent time in this world today to you know just think about be mindful about how we are using our words because our words are very powerful in the spirit we don't give the enemy a chance to operate through the words that we are speaking. And particularly, and before I pray, I just want to say that particularly, the Lord laid uh, some instances on my heart concerning some of you. Um, that there are some of you who have boxed God in. You know, in your situation, in the circumstance you are facing, you've boxed God in by limiting God to how much it could do, how far it could go in your situation. And the Lord today wants to encourage you. He wants to encourage you to, to allow God to be God, to take the limit of your situation, take the limit of God and allow God believe. That's how you're going to be able to do it. You're just going to believe the word of God, take the promise of God and believe God to do exceedingly abundantly above that that which you can even conceive 
what you can imagine because that's what he's promised that he can do in his word and to some of you i mean the lord laid it on my heart that you have spoken words in your life and that word has brought a curse and the situation you are going through right now is a curse that has been placed over you because you have spoken words that has opened the door for the enemy to operate in your life and uh, the lord wants you to repent and to ask god to forgive you and go to shut that door and to break the power of the enemy in your life and uh, another situation i that the lord is laid on my heart somebody you have a heart problem or you you need a transplant i don't know whether it's heart or a kidney but you need a transplant and the lord wants you to open your heart and to believe god you know that is word that god can give you a new a new heart or a new kidney whatever you need but to believe the word of god and to agree with god's word for your healing because he's a miracle god who is able to to heal and to set you free you will live and not die in jesus name and the the, the other person is uh, you you have a broken heart you know you've you've had the i think probably to do with a relationship maybe maybe you've gone through a divorce and it's your heart is really broken and you you're just so bitter about it and out of that bitterness you're spoken you're speaking words anyhow you you know words that, that just you know, brings your pain and you know you just speak you're speaking as you feel about the situation and god wants to, to you to to just allow god to 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 turn your situation around you you need to stop speaking negative words and cursing because you're opening more and more doors it's not going to heal you god has seen your situation is heard your cry and god is going to restore your life he's going to renew your life this is just give the situation to god let god heal you of your broken heart and bring a newness in your life so i just want to encourage you about that now and as i'm going to pray i'm going to pray about these situations and i just want to encourage you to um just open your heart and just come in agreement with me as as we pray about this situation and let god intervene and, and bring that turn around and bring the healing and bring his power into manifestation in your situation. Turn the tide in your situation in Jesus' name. So we're just going to pray now. Just bow your head with me if you can. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for today, for your word that has come today. Your word that has come to, to prompt us and to uh, encourage us to, to look to you. Not to look to our circumstances, not to to speak words that we give the enemy power and reign over our lives but to speak your word because you are the healing god you are you you send your word to heal us so that's what you want to do even now father god i just pray concerning this situation and these circumstances as i've just uh, shared it now father i pray oh god that whosoever is going through a situation right now where they think that is impossible Father, I pray, oh God, that you will help them to see that you are the God of the that specializes in impossibility. Because you say you say in your word there is nothing too hard for you. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now. I come in agreement with them concerning the situation that 
every limit that they have put over you, that Lord, by the power of your spirit, to, that the enemy has put in their mind, doubt and unbelief, that it will be broken. I pray that your light will come. I pray that you open their eyes to see your power to see your hand to see your ability to to turn around the situation so i just pray father that you will intervene and make a way where there is no way because this is the god that you are and i pray that one that has spoken words that have opened the door for the enemy lord right now even as they have asked for forgiveness father i pray father for healing i pray that they, that cause right now i come against that cause that has been placed upon them we break the power of that curse. I break that curse over their lives in Jesus' name. I break the hand of the enemy in that situation. Father, I thank you for your healing right now. I thank you for your turnaround in that situation. Thank you, Father, that the curse is broken. And Father, thank you for a newness in that place. Thank you for the power of your spirit. Thank you for your blood right now that is speaking life over them instead of curse in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for that person that needs a transplant whether it's a heart or kidney or either boat. Father, I pray for your healing touch right now. I pray, oh God, as your word says, you send your word and you heal diseases. Lord, Father, I release the host of heaven. I release healing angel on their behalf right now. Yes, Father, I just thank you for a new heart right now. A new heart has just come forth for you that needs a heart transplant. A new heart has just come. Father, I just thank you for this new heart. This heart is going to function. It's even going to function better than before. It's, it's a miracle. Just, just lift up your hands if you need a heart just lift up your hands right now the lord say lift up your hands and just receive it by faith in jesus name father i just thank you lord right now for that manifestation thank you for that testimony in jesus name and i thank you father god i just lift that one that's going through a situation that their heart is broken they have gone through a terrible time lord thank you that you are the healing god there is a balm in Gilead. Father, I pray that their pain, their wound will be burnt by your healing hand, that the enemy will not be able to feast upon these wounds anymore, that they will be healed, they will be delivered from the hold of the enemy, from their hurt, the wounds, Father God, I pray, oh God, your water of life over their wounds right now. I pray for healing and transformation. I pray for your deliverance. Father, I just thank you, Lord, in the lives of your people that you're doing miracles and you are doing wonders as they're taking, yes, as they're taking the limit of you right now. They've given you opportunity to move, to show your power, to show your glory, to show your goodness. You are a good God. Thank you, Father God, right now that your healing that is going forth. Thank you, Father. I just bless your name right now for each and everybody under the sound of my voice. Father, as they receive your word, Father God, let there be a manifestation of your glory, your power, and your salvation in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, I pray that you have been blessed. And I pray that as you go forth, you go forth with that consciousness that, you know, your word is life. That the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is in you. And the word that you speak, they are bringing forth life. They are creating life. They are creating change in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you. Thank you so much. Until next time, remain blessed. Thank you. Bye-bye.